Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Candid with Christy. Today I really just want to dive into the topic, um, which I'm sure has been on everyone's mind, whether you want it to be or not, but it should be, and that is race. Um, Recently there has been so much uproar, honestly, all over the world, because I think there has been too much. Of course, we've been experiencing this oppression for years, but I believe that there was a certain incident um, that happened a while ago, not that not that long ago, but just a little bit ago, um, George Floyd. Now, I'm sure that name just sparks something in you, or and if it doesn't, it should, because I believe that was the day most people, especially black people, really felt like they've had enough. And if you aren't one of those black people that are outraged, then I'm just wondering why. There is a um, a question of why do black lives matter? And I don't know why it's a question. Um, for centuries, we have been put in positions that hinder us from growing simply because of the color of our skin. And it's never been something that I truly understood. It's never been something that I wanted to understand for quite some time, to be honest with you, because I feel like it it just is so unreal. You know, living as a Black woman, um, especially raising a Black son, I feel like it is so much, it's so important for me to speak up and say something. Like I'll always say, no matter how big or small your platform is, I believe it is your right. It is your duty to say something because a lot of people will not. Um, On my episode of Love and Relationships, I kind of glazed over the topic of Juneteenth and I wanted to fully get into that because I feel like A, I have such a bad memory and I, I wasn't correct on what I had said. I, I know I got the year wrong. Um, so I was just, I'm just going to go over what I had mentioned before. I had, I'm big on black history. I'm big on knowing the roots, knowing the facts, knowing where we came from before, before these people just told us that we were enslaved. Um, I'm big on sharing that knowledge with my son because I believe that kids should know where they came from. And it wasn't something that I was taught up learning. I was taught up, I was brought up learning. It wasn't something that they taught us in school, of course. Um, It was, these things were just not, were not facts for us because I understand now as an adult, why would the system, put anything that would build us up when they're the ones trying to tear us down. So of course they're not going to put correct facts in these history books because why would they want these these wonderful children who were who were descendants from kings and queens, why would they want them to know where they actually came from? So anyway, I'm big on letting my son know, you know, all the gory details, he's eight, and I don't think I should, not everything, but I did let him know 
I did let him know about George Floyd. I didn't let him watch the video. I couldn't even really watch the video. It was too much, but of course I did. I watched all of the videos. I watched the videos of them beating him in the car. I watched the videos of them having their knee, that man's knee on his neck. There was, anyway, I, I didn't get so far into that with him, but I want him to know his history. So with that being said, I like, like I said before, I had mentioned Juneteenth. And that is a big day for Black people because in 1862, I believe, that's the day that they had abolished slavery, so they say, right? Um, except there was, um, there in Texas, June 19th, 18, 1865 is the day. I don't know what the day I said before was, but that is the day um, that was the last state to become emancipated. And I just don't understand how two years go by and you're comfortable. Well, of course, I understand. I'm not even going to finish that sentence because I know where their heads must have been. Why would they tell these people that they're free when they can still get labor done, work, like everything, it's just, it's there for them. These people, I don't understand where their hearts are, where their souls are and how they can live like this. But I understand what drives them and it's hatred and it's money. That has to be the only thing and it's, also, I just feel like if you're a racist, you have to be an idiot because it just doesn't make any sense. It makes absolutely no sense to me for you to hate somebody based on the color of their skin. I mean, um, I know people make judgments and things like that, but for you to sit down and to talk about somebody in a negative way because they're black, I just... it. I just don't understand and I will never understand. I can't have a conversation with someone that says to me, all lives matter. When I'm standing here crying out to you saying, no, black lives matter. This is not a subject of all lives. We're aware of that. Okay. But that's, that has never been an issue. The issue has been and always will be, Black Lives Matter. Like, why do we have to shout it out, paint it on the freaking streets, blow it up into the world for you to see, for you guys to understand that? There has been a lot of, to me, fake allyship over the recent weeks, especially with this whole Black Lives Matter movement. Um, it's just funny to me because... A lot of these people that have posted these stupid ass black squares for what was Blackout Tuesday, um, this was a few weeks ago, they had posted these black squares in what I'm guessing they are thinking that it's they're in solidarity, staying in solidarity with, with us. Okay, makes no sense to me when you guys are still saying the N-word still acting like complete idiots, ignorant to the cause. First of all, the black square really meant nothing unless you were doing something behind it. Also, the black square meant nothing because I feel like, and I'll get into this, um, I, like I said prior, 
I'm a big conspiracy theorist and I believe that a lot of the things that are going on right now in the world, there's so much more behind it. Um, so I, I'm also aware that there was a trial that day for Hillary Clinton for these emails that have been circulating around. Like I said, again, another topic, another day, another issue, but I also believe that it's it's a good thing for us to educate ourselves. A lot of people I've seen on my social media really wrapped up in nonsense. And I think it's important to educate yourself and understand that maybe what you were taught as a child, um, even in your young adult life, it could there could be possibly that it's not true. And I think that is really important for people to kind of grasp that idea of there being more out there than just what is in front of us. It took me a long time to start opening up my mind to different things because I feel like I'm never going to gain knowledge if I'm stuck in one place mentally. So um, yeah, the allyship. I've seen a lot of crazy things. I've seen this one thing that really got me, there was this girl, I guess she's a waitress, a bartender at a popular club here in Kitchener-Waterloo, which is, first of all, this city is just, there's so much racism that happens. It's ridiculous. And I think people that live here and are not aware of that, you're naive and your privilege is speaking volumes. So there was this post I saw, she was, of course, she put up the black square, and I know she took the square down um, <clears throat> a few days after. Like I said, the square meant nothing if you did nothing behind it. Or if you're just putting it up to show, to save face, like that's, that whole thing was just so ridiculous to me. So anyway, this girl puts up this post of, you know, working at one of the clubs here in Kitchener-Waterloo. It's blah, 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 blah. It's just a whole bunch of bullshit. Bullshit to me because I have personally been to this club several times because a good friend of mine owns it. Um, and this same bartender hasn't has never once looked at me, never once served me, has always ignored me unless I'm there with um, my friend who is who's not black. Okay. Um, so this post made me laugh and I, I, I think I put something up on my Instagram that day, Christy.Mattis, something saying that it was comical because that's what it was. There's no way that you're going to say that you stand with the black community when you, you can't even look at the black community. I mean, of course I understand these girls like to say things because they don't want to lose the black dick that they're getting in their lives. And I'm sure they're still getting it undercover. A lot of these, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry if this, oh no, actually really could give a fuck if it offends you. A lot of these guys in the city, they put down black women so much. They put down black women so much. Okay. And then you want to post about black lives matter. Sweetie, let me tell you something. Black Lives Matter, that means women as well. That means people that look like your mother, people that look like your sister. And if you, and maybe, okay, maybe your mom isn't black. 
but I'm sure some of the girls that you like are. What about them? Do you have, are you, are you protesting for them? Are you marching for them? Are you standing up for them? If not, then please shut the fuck up. That's all that I have to say. I think it's ridiculous. A lot of these people are here saying Black Lives Matter, but you don't think that. You're, that's not what you actually think. And, I, and I'm not here for it. I'm not here for fake allyship. And I will say it time and time again. I'm not here for it. So the post, the fake solidarity, like just go away. Nobody wants it. I don't need it. I, I, I don't know about anybody else, but it, it's literally not going to do anything for the movement. To have people like that standing by in the corner, just there to save face, it makes no sense. I can't stand going out in this city because I. it's just, it's the racism is heavy. And I don't think I noticed it before as much as I did in the last few years of just going out. There's such a heavy presence of it. And you can feel, I feel it. I don't know if if it's me being like a black woman, it's different. But I, I feel it. I get the hate from black men. I get the hate from white girls. Um, it's crazy. It's really, really crazy to me. And I don't, I'll never understand it. To me, as a woman, as a black woman especially, I'm never going to tear down my brothers. Are you kidding me? That's something that I could never do. No matter how how hurt I've been, how how disappointed I've been by black men, I'm never going to sit here and tear you guys down. Even if I were to date another race, I would never uplift them and then, and the same, on the other hand, trying to tear down black black men. That's not doing anything for us as a as one as a whole. That's not doing anything for us. There's nothing wrong with dating outside of your race if that's what you prefer. Go ahead, do you? That's fine. But as you're dating outside of your race, I don't want to hear, oh, I date white girls because black women. No, that's it. Whatever your preference is on dating white women, then that is good for you. But I don't want to hear you in that same sentence, go ahead and put down a black woman. It's not gonna, it's not gonna work for me. Um, it is just mind-boggling to see and hear some of the things that you guys say to us. You know, I've been in situations where I've heard black men put down women's hair. Like, this is another thing that gets me super, super heated. Right now, for those of you that don't know me, my hair, I have like a um, blonde, a blonde weave in, okay? And it's beautiful, I love it. It's a color that I've never tried before, but I wanted to try that color. For reasons specifically based, that are just my own, nothing to do with anybody else. It's just a thing, okay? So I really don't understand when people are going to say, oh, like you're trying to be um, white or you want to fit that European look of, first of all, fuck you, please. <laughs> like my hair will never have anything to do with me respecting my culture, loving my culture, loving my blackness, loving my black hair, loving my black features. Everything that there is about being black, I love that. 
So if I'm, if I'm being judged based on my hair, I think that is the stupidest thing ever. And you should probably check yourself. I really feel like anyone, any black man, especially that you have something negative to say about a black woman, I want you to write it down on a piece of paper and I want you to give it to your mother and let her know before you let me know how, how angry I am, how aggressive I am, how this, that, and the third I am, we'll give it to your mom and see how she feels about it. And if, again, I know a lot of guys who are biracial and their mother is white. And okay, so you don't have that. Well, I do still think that it's important for women that have mixed children, biracial children, to educate yourselves because no matter what happens in this world, they're going to be looked at as black. No matter what they're mixed with, when somebody in authority looks at them, they're going to be seen as the black kid. No matter how straight their hair is, how curly their hair is, which is a weird fetish you guys really need to work on. No matter any of those features that you think are going to get your kid through the door, it's not going to happen, okay? They're still black in the eyes of the law, which is the big thing that you guys should be worrying about. I think it's important, no matter who you are, to educate your children, especially, you know, there is someone that is pretty close to me and they're biracial and they had went so far to even change their name because they didn't want people to look at them and first judge them and see, okay, this is a black girl. She went so far to change her last name, change her first name. I, I haven't, I've never seen her curly hair. It's always been straight. She was running from that side. She was running from that side and I felt so, I felt so bad. I had to apologize on behalf of people that were around me because I've never had to question my blackness. I've never had, and I, and I couldn't imagine growing up, growing up like that. I couldn't imagine. I've never had to question, you know, what side of the fence am I supposed to be on? And I, I couldn't imagine even now going through that. I hope that I, now this girl, she has really come into herself and she's embracing it. Um, at first I was, I was confused and I said, oh, like, how could she, how could she question that? But then again, I, like what I was just saying, I think it's important for women, for white women, any, like any race that is not black and you're having mixed children, you should really educate yourselves, um, even on their hair, like I know a friend of mine, which I thought was so cool. She had, um, she is, I, I'm actually not 100% sure of her background. I don't want to give up misinformation, um, but her husband is black. Uh, and she is inquiring to find out how to do the kid's hair because Again, that is something that is so big that people don't even understand. Little black girls have to deal, and black boys, of course, but it's a little bit different for black boys, I would say, because I have a son. Um, can you imagine growing up and your hair is such a big issue? And 
thank God my mom is just like a wonder woman when it comes to everything hair. I've never had to deal with that kind of problem and I'm thankful. But there is people that I know that struggle, that have struggled, that are struggling with it, of dealing with their kid's hair because they don't know how to do it. And that's something that is such a big thing that people really don't look at. But you should want to know, you should want to educate yourself on okay, my kids have different hair than me. What can I do to fix it? What can I do to to um, nourish it? What can I do to learn? I, I don't think it's that hard. I don't know if it's just me. I apologize if it is, but I don't think it's that hard to go out and look for information if you are lacking it. Um, there's a lot of things that go on every day in our communities and it's so sad and the other day I saw something about oh people are forgetting to mention black on black crime <sighs> I'm not going to get into that because I think it's the stupidest thing black on black crime if there's a community of all black people of course it's going to be black on black crime you dumb fucks like it's a community of just black people there's only they only have one another to do things too similar to the suburbs and it's an all-white community are we saying white on white crime does that sound it sounds stupid even coming out of my mouth so people to even say that like this is the thing that i don't understand are you guys idiots do you guys have brains and did you guys go to school and even if you didn't go to school do you have a brain it's not that freaking hard to go out and seek information. A lot of the things that, like I said before, that we were taught as children, as adults, it's not facts. I think, even for myself sitting here, I'm not a scholar, I'm not a historian. I don't know as much as I want to. But what I do know, I'm going to try my best and share that information because I think that even with a post on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever, it sparks something in somebody's brain. And then maybe who knows that conversation can get going, can get going in a place that it probably wouldn't have been in, in the first place. I think that's what people lack. That's what people are not understanding. They're not understanding that. Oh, what is a post on Facebook or anything on social media, what is that going to do? Well, for me, it helps because there's a lot of information that is out there that we're not privy to. So I think it's a good tool to use if you want to learn and then take that information that you saw and then build from that. What else can you, what else can grow from the seed of knowledge that you just, that has just been planted into your brain? I think it's an amazing thing to see people that, have maybe not been um, aware before to even see them start opening their eyes a little bit, which uh, again, it's hard for me to understand unless you're living under a rock. But I, you know, racism has been around for years, for centuries. So why is this a new thing? Why are people acting so brand new? Like, oh my God, like what? Racism? And what can I do? Like, are you, oh my God. I appreciate my friends who have reached out to me and kind of let me know that they're here or whatever. But um, what I'm not okay with is people that have 
taken from our culture, continue to take from our culture, appropriate our culture, and they don't say anything. Or they're saying things, but I feel like it's bullshit. And I have even got some text messages, um, DMs from friends. And again, I appreciate that. But I know for myself, personal experiences, even from like high school, I remember things people have said, people have done in front of me. And it's never going to be erased from my memory. I know that, and I say it myself all the time, it's never good to look back, but it's good to remember. Because again, I've seen a lot of posts and I know that y'all love saying the N-word. I know you say my black friend or things like that. And I'm not here for it. I don't care who I have to lose. If you have a racist bone in your body, we can never be friends. And I think some people know that already. That's why you haven't reached out to me. That's why you haven't made a post, which is totally fine. Um, Friendship is a big thing for me. I talk about it all the time, but I'm not begging for friendship. I never have and I never will. And if I'm losing a racist um, acquaintance, then honestly, it is what it is. It has nothing to do with me. That is a you problem. That's a, a big you problem. I've never lost anything that I want back. So if you're listening to this and you think I'm speaking to you, it's all about the shoe fitting. Honestly, if the shoe fits, then please, by all means, go ahead and wear it. Um, I want to get into something that just broke my heart. The other few weeks ago, I went out with my son, my friend, and her son, and um, we went out protesting here in Kitchener. We went downtown, and we protested. We We walked for about two hours, I believe, or an hour and a half or something like that. It broke my heart because why do I have to march again? Not again. Why are we marching again when I just had, what was this, like 60 years ago, not even? They were just protesting and marching for the same thing. So... I know it's been going on for centuries, but literally I, only so much has been done in my opinion. Uh, I saw a lot of companies and posts about like, you know, tearing down statues and um, removing names, racist names and stupid ass Aunt Jemima syrup being the face being removed. I even saw the families try to protest against that. Like, that's one thing about the Black community that I don't like. I think a lot of us are very materialistic, and and I'm just going to say it because I, I know this to be true. <clears throat> I think it's weird that a lot of us will want to have more than what show we'll want to show more than what we actually have. Now, that's never been my issue because I'm very blunt I'm very honest I'm not looking for praise for fake praise for things that for material things that's not going to help me win that's not help my son win and I would hope that anyone in my team or the one anyone that I have around me they don't have that kind of mindset I am aware that some people do and I've seen it I think it's disgusting behavior 
these brands that you guys worship, they don't care about you. They don't care about black people. You see it every day. Um, I have said before, I'm not big on brand names. I'm not big for fancy things, but I like what I like here and there. Now, I'm not going to like say no to a gift, but, um, but I'm not going out of my way, standing in lines for these people that just don't care about black people. You know, you guys are running around in these cars, in these brand names, looking for praise from people that don't care about you. I think it's a weird thing in the black community that you guys will want to show off. A good example, I was watching Real Housewives of Johannesburg and these beautiful black women were shaming the other women because there was some different instances. So one was her a lady's hair. She said, oh my God, I can't believe she, she would come here and not wear a wig and, um, and her hair is not even combed. I was taken aback. I, oh, like that's disgusting. That's what I mean. Like what does that have to do with anything? I understand there is a look that you want to keep up or whatever, but because she didn't wear a wig and first of all, honey, your whole, your whole front frontal is lifting. So what are you going to, what are you talking about? Before you judge someone, be, take a look in the mirror. You don't talk about someone else's wig, sweetie, if yours is a lifting and we can see the whole screen door flopping in the wind. Okay. <laughs> they were then going on judging them. Oh, you're not wearing brand name. Like that's disgusting. Oh, you live in your mom's house. Like, what are you talking about? You want to shame someone for living with their parents, for saving money and building themselves up. You want to shame somebody for that? I live by myself, and that is because I don't like to be around other people. I never have. You know, I'm introverted. I I just, ooh, I can't do it. Coming from a family of seven, it's not something that I would ever do again. Love my family, but hell no. Some of my brothers um, and sisters still live at home back and forth, whatever, that has nothing to do with anything. I feel like, I feel like that's enough, like, that's the thing. Like we put, we're putting each other down for the silliest things. And in order for us to grow as a community, we have to build each other up. We have to be there for one another. You know, um, there is this little part of history that I love to talk about. The, um, Sorry, I was totally blanked for a second. Black Wall Street. Now, again, go do your research. It's really, um, it's really heavy. That story is really heavy, and um, it all—it's always something that I kind of think about because I know what we're capable of as a community when we put ourselves in a position to work together in a position of power. Now, nineteen twenty-one. Tulsa, Oklahoma had probably the most devastating part of history, one of the most devastating part of black history in my in my opinion, simply because there was a community, a community of prominent black people. They had businesses upon businesses, okay? Businesses that done so well that the people 
that were looking inside this community, which happened to be the white people. And I'm like, God, you guys don't want to see us have a damn thing. (sighs) Anyway, um, there was allegations that a community member um, in Black, they called Black Wall Street, that um, he had raped this white woman. Allegations, no proof, no stone cold hard evidence, just allegations. And correct me if I'm wrong, these these people love to say guilty until proven um, innocent, which is just a load of BS. Um, they're allegations that he had raped this woman. So of course, a gang of angry white women, angry white men, white people had come into this community and burned it to the ground, burned it to the ground. These businesses, these people were burned to the ground, to the point that they were unrecognizable. They couldn't even tell. It was, un- they, they were unrecognizable. I am, I'm always, I'm always, I'm always really, I'm lost. I'm at a loss for words, obviously, because I can't, how do you, how do you do that? based on allegations, a whole community, people, innocent people. And that's the thing that, this is the thing that just gets me, you know, fast forward 2020, we're having these people gunned down in the, my people, our people gunned down in the streets like dogs, like wild animals. Perfect example, Ahmed Aubrey. This young man was chased down like a dog in the street and gunned down. From these people are racist. These people that killed this, murdered this young man are living those are the same people that are living in your communities and we're not saying anything about it. I think there's too much filming going on. There's too much Phones, I I understand that the phones have to be out because if it wasn't out that day, we wouldn't have never have seen the evidence. But the thing about that, instead of recording it, I understand, you know, you're a piece of shit. But instead of recording it, you should have said something. This is the thing that really gets me. People are not speaking up. but even when they are, honestly, it doesn't even matter because they're just getting muted. They're getting killed. It is, um, it's a travesty. That's all that it is. Every day I turn on my TV, there is another young man murdered. There's another young woman murdered, young black man murdered, young black woman murdered. And I'm not, it's it's eating up it's eating me up inside because it's too much to deal with i i as a black woman as a woman raising a black son i will always feel like it is my duty to speak up and say something it is my duty 
as a human to speak up and say something. I, I was on my um, Instagram the other day and somebody had commented under my Brianna Taylor post with bullshit, like in my DMs. And, you know, there's a time for jokes and then there's a time for seriousness and there's nothing that's funny no matter what. There's nothing that's funny about a woman being murdered, cold-blooded in her home. Now, I understand that um, some people may be uncomfortable with talking about these things, but that has nothing to do with me. Check yourself and um, and just educate yourself. I don't want to be part of the foolishness. I am trying to spread awareness that this beautiful young woman, woman, her life was taken by these by these people who call themselves police officers protecting and serving, how they entered her home in the middle of the night and shot her eight times. This innocent young black woman was murdered by the hands of these police officers who, by the way, are still not arrested, who still not have been charged. (laughs) The thing that is... I would say funny to me, you have these police officers who, who we, who you guys claim to say that they're there to protect and serve, but in all reality, they're bulldogs. I can't even say bulldogs because I would be disrespecting bulldogs by, by, by even putting them in the same category as these, um, these scum of the earth human beings. I find it truly, truly disgusting that we're a hundred plus days in and you guys still have not felt the, the, the human decency to do something. But what I found very funny was the mayor of um, where she lived he had just recently got engaged. And I just want you guys to take a look at his engagement photos because it smells and it looks like coonery, okay? (laughs) Listen, once again, I'm not ever gonna bash anybody for dating outside of their race. Do you, whatever helps you sleep at night, it doesn't matter to me, okay? But when you have a job to do. I wasn't, I don't think it was the mayor. I think it was district attorney or something like that. I don't know. Somebody, this black man that's in charge or has a big foot in the case of, of getting these people off the streets who murdered her was busy having, um, this engagement party. Now, listen, live your life. I know people don't want to stop their lives when there's murders to be solved, but Mr. Kuhn, whatever your name is, um, you have a responsibility as a human and whatever the hell your job is to arrest these people that have murdered this young woman. You're busy playing a freaking engagement party. And we know that you could have had your wife, sorry, 
I don't know what her name is, so I'm just going to say her, his wife, Karen, definitely could have planned that by herself, got a plan, a party planner, because those are so easy to freaking come by. You could have kept your ass in the office, whatever the hell your job is, and go and do it so these men, these murderers, these animals can get off the fucking street and be locked up in the prison like they should have been a hundred days ago. That's another thing I have no time for black men, no matter what, you're, who you're with, you should be standing up for black women. I don't care if they dissed you because your lips are dry. Chapstick is so cheap, by the way. So like, honestly, I don't get that. Um, you should be standing up for them. You should be standing up for us. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's just, it's a you thing. I understand that people have these deep rooted issues that comes out in anger as they grow up and maybe it's a thing that happened with your mom or your aunt or a girl that didn't like you back but these are not things that should make you hate your race I am just overcome with such emotion when I'm speaking about this and it always will be I will always be so passionate about anything that has to do with black people because I am that and I will always be that regardless of situation that I'm in I will never ever tear down my people I believe we are kings I believe we are queens I know that to be true I know that before this bullshit enslavement and them coming to tear us apart I know what we came from you know it's hard it is hard to to fight. It is hard to come out of a situation that is so hell bent on tearing us down. You know, we have systematic racism. We have freaking racism in the health industry. Like it's so crazy how, you know, even before when we were being enslaved that these white doctors would take us because they believe that black women are so strong that we can withhold, we can withheld, we can we can endure, sorry, any kind of pain. And yes, we are strong, but we shouldn't have to be we shouldn't have to be tested on that strength on a daily basis. Okay? Um there's so much that we need to work on. There's so much that that needs to be explained. You know, Educational racism is a big thing. Systematic racism is something that people would have no idea would even exist, but that is because you're not educating yourselves or because your privilege has nothing to do with you. But as we were seeing, you know, there's never going to be one race, this white or black. We're just seeing that a lot of, there's a lot of biracial. And for the racists that don't like that, your granddaughter, your grandson is going to probably have biracial children. And then what are you going to do? You know, we have to, as human beings, we have to educate ourselves because there's no way, there's no way for us to grow unless we pick up a freaking book, do some research, talk to somebody, ask them their thoughts, their opinions. I feel like conversations can get started if people are not afraid 
to kind of get dirty a little bit. You know, we have to respect one another, but we also have to see that what is going on in the world is not right. It has never been right, especially for Black people. And I will always, 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 like I have said before, and I'll say it again, if I can say something and if I can do something, I'm going to do it. You know, I've donated. I've tried to spread awareness. I'm doing more. I'm writing letters. I am protesting. I'm marching. Um, but what else can I do? What else can we do as a culture, as a community, as a race? What can we do to better ourselves? You know, I think it's important to teach our kids about everything that we were not privy to as children. You know, I think it's important, no matter how uncomfortable situations are, I think it's important to educate ourselves to know better, to do better, because there's no way that the future is going to get any brighter if we're stuck in these spots and if we're, if we're not willing to grow. I am finished for today. <laughs> I could go on for hours, but like I said, I want to get in. I really want to dive in deeper. I want to get to the root of these problems. I want to speak to people about their experiences. I would love to have people um, write into me, DM me, email me, whatever. Let me know if you've had any experiences here in Kitchener Waterloo or just anywhere around. If you have to deal, if you have to deal with racism, or if you're dealing with racism, or if you're um, somebody who's biracial and you've struggled. I want this, like I've said before, you know, just to have a platform for people to be open and to be honest, because I do believe that there is a place for everyone to speak as long as we can appreciate one another, respect one another. We all have different opinions, of course, but there's never going to be a difference of opinion when it comes to Black lives and if they matter or not. It's not a question. They do. They always will. If you're questioning, you know, why is everyone saying like, oh, Black Lives Matter? Maybe you should ask yourself, why am I asking? Why do Black Lives Matter? Anyway, I appreciate you guys really. I really, really do. This is not the end. I would love to hear from you guys. I hope you guys have a wonderful, blessed day. The fight will always continue. The movement is just getting started. It's Cancer with Christy. Let's go.